0: Hello and welcome to the Compatible You podcast where we speak weekly about all things women's health in an attempt to break the stigma of what makes us us. So today's episode is a second podcast for 2022 and I'm really excited to introduce you to my guest as we're going to be talking about some pretty interesting areas of women's health relating to mainly fitness, um, a bit of um, competing and navigating some negative comments around body changes as well as we're going to be talking about training during pregnancy and beyond in a prenatal um, uh, capacity. So I'm excited to introduce you to Amanda Millington. So Amanda is a poor Period local who you may have seen on my Instagram page. This is because Amanda was amazing in opening up about her fertility and pregnancy journey in one of my episodes of What I Wish I Knew. Amanda has a lot of experience in the health and fitness area and is no stranger to balancing a busy life as a working mum. So I'm pretty excited to hear more about her journey. Amanda first started competing in fitness competitions in 2016 and she was motivated to start this venture as the sport she was competing in was starting to cause her some more injuries than enjoyment, which is something I'm looking forward to hearing more about because you don't often hear about that being a reason to go into competition. So that's going to be interesting. So without further ado, welcome, Amanda, and thank you so much for jumping on today's episode. I'd love it if you could please introduce yourself a little more than I did and just talk a bit about your health and fitness journey as a busy working mum.
1: Hey, yeah, no worries. Thanks for having me. Um, Yep, so as you mentioned in the intro, um, I've been... Um, involved in health and fitness since 2016 I just probably firstly like to label myself as I've got no qualifications in health and fitness but I'm an extremely experienced client so I like to talk about like you know what clients should be looking
0: for or just my experience as a client Um, yeah because often we hear about like the professional side of health and fitness so that's really good to hear i think yeah because nothing's better than what clients want than from a client themselves so that that's good we'll definitely talk about that
1: yeah yeah um just like you mentioned um i'm a mom of just one um and she's i would like to label her as relatively manageable so (laughs) i feel very lucky um and I feel like, um, yeah, we just have a really like sort of structured structured life, so everything seems to flow on quite okay for us at the moment. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Beautiful. That's good. So um, would you just mind talking more about your um, introduction into um, competing in fitness and how that all started?
1: Yeah, sure. So in 2016, um Like you mentioned, I had some uh, sporting injuries. So, like, I'd always twist my ankles in netball. Mm -hmm. Um, And I really enjoyed sport. I really enjoyed, like, the social side of sport. And so it was a real shame when the injury started to impact my everyday life. Like, I couldn't walk the dog, and, you know, you could barely stand up and make breakfast, and, you know, things like that just started impacting my everyday life. So I thought, you know, what's a hobby I can do that's going to be, like, less harsh on my body? It's clearly time for me to to give up or or step back a bit from sport. Um, But I do believe hobbies are really important and I do preach that through work as well. I think um, hobbies keep us grounded, out of trouble, um, create functional behaviours, like dip into less dysfunction. So um, I'm a big fan of hobbies. So um, I joined and signed up to like two 12-week challenges. Now, I completely agree with you that (coughs) sometimes these challenges aren't, you know, the most, um, they're probably not the most positive thing sometimes. Yeah. Um, and my experiences were, as you mentioned, so there's like a little fat loss, but a small amount of education. Yeah, um, and that's that's fine. Like, you know, I, I got what I got from them. Um, it sort of kicked off my desire for wanting more. Um, but I guess I just didn't really know how to ask for it. So I was really lucky. And on TV came some like local girls that had just started dipping into the fitness industry, um, especially in the realm of bodybuilding and competing in bikini divisions. Um, and I thought, oh, that looks appealing. I might, you know, give that a go. Um, and I was really lucky for some people might know Lucinda Porcelli. She runs CinderFit. Um, yeah, 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 was, yeah. Yeah, I was really lucky. She sort of took me under her wing and guided me through like coaches she had experienced her experiences and then she became eventually a coach herself so I just stayed under her and it was all really positive um then in about 2017 after a competition or two um she joined the ambulance service and we just went different ways in life and that's cool she moved away um so I then joined under Carly Connor who was new culture fitness um and my experience with her was extremely positive. I still completely idolise her. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah. I think I idolise her more not just because of the the fitness side of it, but it's also like everything that comes with the holistic approach of health. Yeah. Um, so she puts in really healthy boundaries with clients, um, you know, and myself. And, yeah, so I really valued that. So yeah, I guess that brings me to the now. Um, and I just recently did a stint with Scott Goebel. And again, it was just like a 12 week sort of stint, but it was more of an education stint. Now I'm probably not into the, the quick fat loss, you know, the phases anymore. I'm more into like, let's go learn something for a few weeks. Yeah, so yeah.
0: Excellent. I think that's a really good point that you talked about. Like I guess, realizing that enough is enough. Like instead of like you continuing to push through those injuries, I think that's a really powerful thing to, I guess, yourself. Like you could have just kept going. You could have just pushed through those injuries, but you found something else. And I think that's, I don't know. Yeah. Kind of a lot of what my business does. It's like, all right, this doesn't work right now, but it doesn't mean you have to give up completely. There's always other ventures you can go down, especially in fitness. So that was really cool yeah
1: exactly i agree and i think something really important to highlight as well and i know you highlight this is um because we've talked about it before we said diet culture doesn't look the same for everyone and health and fitness doesn't look the same for everyone and it's something i've had to learn over the years i was really rigid in the beginning saying that this was the only way um but now um now i accept that there's you know there's many different versions of health and
0: fitness 100 percent yeah and yeah and it's I guess it's, yeah, it's fluid. Like you're constantly changing and like it's not always going to be the same, but as long as you're still moving forward, I think that's, yeah, that's the main thing. That's cool. I love that. Absolutely. And my processes
1: have changed Um, towards my own health and fitness since 2016 like I look at what I
0: did back then it's completely different now um but yeah I mean that's we learn don't we 100% and I mean you look at the past diet cultures back in I don't know like the 70s like I'm not sure if you've seen it but they had that like was it like the um Vogue diet or something and they talked about like wine and eggs and stuff like that and that was like completely normal back then like thank god (laughs) we've grown from there but I guess yeah there are phases of like what we're going through and I'm just kind of glad that we're going through that body acceptance kind of working with your body now and that's yeah that's really good
1: absolutely
0: so uh, like I think there's no thing secret there there's like a lot of pressure on women at all stages of their life but especially when it comes to when they're pregnant so I guess yourself being involved in the fitness industry as a client um, competing and stuff like that um, um, can you tell me some of the struggles like during pregnancy in relation to your fitness like did you have any negative comments about that or I guess what you've talked about like um, feeling limited in your capacity or anything like that
1: yeah so I'll,
0: I'll start with um, when I
1: first became pregnant I think I had to change my mindset from being focused on aesthetics to like focusing having a different health and fitness focus completely altogether so I also thought to myself it's okay if things go a bit different a bit pear-shaped um it doesn't matter if I put on weight it doesn't matter if my skin goes crinkly I don't really care if I get stretch marks like I'm about to have a baby that's fine that's all part of it and I really did come to accept that Um, but as the journey went on I actually found I was probably more capable and able to exercise and do the things I loved than I anticipated I would so it turns out like yeah in the gym I was still able to do everything I just had to continuously decrease the weight as I became more heavily pregnant um so I was really fine with that felt really comfortable with myself my midwife was great my doctors were great they all you know like obviously they pre warn you about bits and pieces, but um, ultimately everything was fine that I was doing. Um, but you're right, like there's some really bizarre comments out there, and one that really stuck with me was I was doing a group fitness class one day and I was 30 weeks pregnant, and I was deadlifting. Now, mind you, I normally deadlift you know between 160 ki- 100 kilos and 60 kilos, so I was only deadlifting this day oh I think it was like uh, 30 it was nothing oh, well, so like the, under, the main... yeah. well under what yeah. you're used to yep yeah. sorry yes yes for me personally yeah, yeah definitely um and then the instructor came over and said if I was your husband I wouldn't let you be doing that oh, and I found that comment goodness. yeah really bizarre um so like I think I'm quite hardened to comments in the fitness industry like I feel like it's water off a duck's bat nothing yeah. phases me um I'm quite conditioned to it all because it's been happening for years but I did find that one um very interesting because I thought you know there wasn't just the aspect of like they thought I was pregnant and couldn't do anything but also there was the aspect of like that they thought that my husband would then control what I did because I was yeah, pregnant. Yeah,
0: if you're, con- you're having my baby, you're going to lay in bed for nine months. Yeah, that's really yeah. bizarre. It was truly bizarre
1: and especially because I've got a really supportive husband. So yeah. I did find that comment quite odd. Um, But yeah, I often, other than like the odd comment through pregnancy, it was probably more just people asking questions um, because like I did when, like when i first became pregnant i started to notice there were other competitors that i'd competed with that were having babies as well so i think we were all just following each other's fitness journeys and seeing how everyone's was different what they
0: could do their experiences and i found that
1: that really insightful yeah
0: yeah that's yeah it's like that community and that social side that you said you enjoyed about sport it sounds like yeah it's definitely flowing through into that area of fitness
1: Yes, yes. And I think sometimes people think and same with your clients, like they're not they're not on their own in this journey. There's other people doing their own journey similar so they can
0: bounce off them. It does become more of a team sport than you realize. Yeah, Mm. definitely. And I think, yeah, that's really um, just like, yeah, going back to that comment, it's like there's just always these people like no matter what their gender is, just trying to comment on someone's journey or what someone's doing but like you said that lift was significantly lower a lower weight than what you usually do but people just still don't see you as like a person they're just like oh no nah, I've got to put my opinion onto this so yeah I mean yes. it's that you're like strong enough to like I guess acknowledge it but move on but it's yeah it's yeah frustrating.
1: <laughs> I think um like human behavior is really complex isn't it so like how yeah. other people you know think and behave doesn't really align with yeah the things that I think and feel and you know the way I execute things so yeah I think sometimes um it can be really interesting and you've always got to think um you know I wonder what's going on for them to say that so like the relationship they're probably in maybe a little bit um you know controlling but and then they've just executed sort of that comment onto me where my relationship's not like that with the health fitness or or my my marriage so I do think yeah
0: and it's not like you were doing anything dangerous that needed a comment like I don't know maybe if you're doing burpees you know with a nine-month belly you know yeah probably maybe you might say something but yeah that's crazy Yeah. (laughs) yeah
1: and they were like there was definitely things I had to stop early that surprised me. So like um, I couldn't do pull-ups from as early as like 12 weeks. I've, it just felt yeah. funny. I think my muscles must have softened um, with, you know, all the chemicals sort of going through your body. Um, so there were definitely things I pulled away from that I, I didn't want to pull away from, but, yeah. you know, yeah. I did because my body was telling me.
0: Yeah, and just yeah, learning to listen to your body and yeah, that's yeah, really powerful that even though you might want to push through, sometimes it's not good for you. So yeah, I like that. And did exactly. you exactly and yeah. Yeah, oh do, I was just gonna say, did you find that continuing um, to exercise during pregnancy, did you find that benefited you like during labor and in your prenatal period? Could you talk about your experience with that?
1: Yeah, um, so I found I found it just helped me continue um like feeling somewhat um, not like normal for myself. Yeah. Um, but I guess because I didn't labour in the end, I had to have a C-section and didn't even like encounter labour because um, she was breached. So we had to book in for that. Um, yeah. But I think it really played a huge part in my postnatal recovery.
0: Yeah. Um,
1: I was a bit slow to get going because of the C-section. But after that, I felt like I picked up really, really quickly. And I do credit it to... Um, yeah probably just everything I was already doing beforehand
0: yeah definitely that's really good I love it yeah because I guess I'm so glad we're kind of shifting from that mentality of you have to you know not do any exercise when you're pregnant you know obviously if there are contraindications not exercise but generally Yeah. yeah it's so good that we're telling people to do that. Because I think, you know, when you're pregnant, everything changes, like your body changes, you feel different. Relationships might change, like everything's changing. So if you can at least have that one thing, I guess that grounds you and makes you feel like yourself again, instead of, you know, the mum to be, I think, yeah, that's really.
1: Yeah. And I also think, um, I'm so glad, and I kept this mentality from day one, like I'm, I'm more than just a mum, you know, like I'm a person and I wanted to keep my hobbies I, I just wanted an hour a day for something for me like I and I find that makes me a better mum that makes me a better wife that makes me a better friend Um, just giving myself that and sometimes you do have to fight for that hour like as in yeah. not not you know with my partner but as in just because like it's time poor or you know your baby is grizzly one day and and it's okay to, to you know give up that that day obviously if, if um
0: baby needs
1: you but yeah I just found um I was pretty. I was pretty strict on like giving myself some some time for me.
0: Yeah, that's so important. And I think like a lot of um, the clients that come to me, they kind of yeah, they say that they've lost their identity. Like they're seeing, yeah. that, okay, at work I'm this person. Um, at home I'm the mum or the cleaner or you know something like that. And it's like they just are like really yearning for. Getting their identity back, and yeah, I think health and fitness is definitely a way that you can empower women to get that identity back.
1: Yes, and and I like that um, lingo you're using, like your identity. That's actually what a lot of women do inbox me and and say that they do struggle with with getting their identity back after they have a have a child, um, and they there's a lot of guilt around it and shame. But I think I say to them like the only guilt and shame just sits with you because not no one else is. I mean, like, there might be the odd person that judges you, but, you know, it's it's really just sitting within you. You can, you got control of it. But,
0: yeah, it is. It's a hard thing, isn't it? Yeah. And I just tell them, like, if your friend came to you and said, "Uh, like, I'm losing my identity, I feel like I need to do something. Like, I just want to go to the gym for an hour a day, but I'm feeling bad. Like, there's no way you would tell them, no, you shouldn't be doing that. Stay at home and be that mum. Like, of course you would encourage (laughs) them to do that. So it's like, just be kind to yourself like you do to others.
1: Yeah, exactly. Exactly. That's right. Be kind to yourself like you do to others. Yes.
0: Yeah. It's like, no, you wouldn't judge someone for that. And anyway, if people are judging you for taking you time, I don't think you need them in your life. So just piss them off or something like that.
1: Exactly, exactly. Actually, I felt like I've, I'm very lucky. I've got a very, um, I haven't always, but I currently and the last few years have have really supportive people around me, including the people at my gym. You know, in the early days, I took Macy there a lot um, and they were they were really great in if she, you know, was crying or somewhere or like they were just really supportive. They didn't, mm-hmm. yeah, they weren't huffing and puffing. She was there.
0: Yeah, and it's those little things that can, I guess, like I guess, like it's a new year and people are wanting to start at the gym, but they're a bit scared and stuff like that um and they're lacking like, confident I guess it's the same for mums going to the gym with their child like those little snares or those little eye rolls like they really like people really focus on that like you know the comment like um you'll remember all the negative comments even though you've got a thousand positive comments so it's just yeah like even if there is a kid at the gym screaming like just turning music on louder like it's a really big deal for that mum to go to the gym with their kids so just give her a break <laughs> Absolutely. Yes, absolutely. It is. Yeah. Oh, so, like, I feel like there's this weird thing we do when it comes to women being confident and strong. So, like, I mean that we commend women to, and, you know, we tell them be loud and confident, but then at the same time we're saying, like, oh, but don't be too loud and confident. Like, just sit in your space a little bit better. It's kind of like there's a limit and, like, God forbid women become too confident and proud of themselves. Have you had any experience with this where, you know, you're told to be loud, be confident, do this, but then not too loud if that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. You sort of get
1: labelled as unhinged if you're too loud, don't yes. you? Um, yeah. Look, I think because I feel like I had years of that early on, I've, I'm really quite hardened to it and can ignore it, but I understand it's really confronting for women, isn't it? When they, when they begin. um. So like you said, they dip into like getting some confidence but then sort of being you know like slapped back down a little um yeah. I guess I feel like just over time I learned to ignore it and I know that sounds really basic um but I think yeah I must just be quite hardened to it um I feel like as well like confidence can get you places even if it is a bit fake like yeah exactly and that's what we talk about with posing in the in when you're bodybuilding, like on stage, your face is shaking, I'm sweating, I'm nervous, but, like, of course I've got to
0: pose like I feel, you know, like I want first place. So Yeah, it's like um, that little duck where it's, like, totally calm above the water, but its legs are, like, going, like, crazy. Yes, and everyone feels like it, don't they, in different aspects of,
1: of their lives. So, yeah, I feel like for, for women, yeah, experiencing that, like, yeah, it's just... It's hard. It's hard to to try and say, but it's yeah, water off a duck's back. Like you just be you, and I think people sometimes like again, it's about other people's thoughts and feelings, the way they're behaving towards you. It's not. It's not actually about you.
0: Yeah, they're projecting their own insecurities yeah. and issues, hundred percent. And I think yeah, yeah with the rise happens. of social media you see um, like some sometimes like controversial posts or just posts about women say like sharing their feelings and you see those like negative comments, but they're kind of always from the same group of people. So I think, yeah, yeah, that's definitely like, it's just a comment at the end of the day. I know that's easy to, for me to say, but like, like you said, they're just projecting themselves and it's not about you exactly and look if I
1: think like someone is doing something unsafe like you know there's either a nice way to to say or you know at the end of the day it's just it's really just not none of your business like let them live and learn there's so many things I lived and learned so um you know like that they could they could just do have the same experience
0: yeah 100% and you kind of need to be um yeah you go through yourself because as much as someone can say okay this is my experience with a maybe you're going to go down this path as well. It doesn't, yeah, it doesn't really mean anything does it until that person feels the feels and goes through that. Exactly. And same with like uh, the whole
1: bodybuilding industry. Um, You'll notice like there's some girls that talk about the post-comp blues and that's something I've never gotten. So sometimes people talk about bodybuilding really negatively and I understand they probably have had like a bit of a rough experience. Um, But for for me, I feel like I haven't. So I talk about bodybuilding quite positively. So yeah, exactly. Like it's just about the experience they've had, what they've lived and learnt.
0: Yeah. And I think um, with, I don't know, life in general now, and especially, yeah, the power of social media, like um, snowballing with new trends or new, you have to do it this way, you have to do it that way. It's like, we've got to stop speaking in absolute. It's like, yeah, okay, this might work for this person. This might not work for this person. Like someone might um, thrive in eight-week challenges where there is like you said yeah. less education more focus on this whereas this person might find that quite triggering because they've had an eating disorder or something like that like yeah it's just you got to find what works for you
1: absolutely and I think there is um like starting to become that culture shift in accepting that yeah there's different forms of health and fitness and different things work for different people and um, I'm finding like the introduction of exercise physiologists coming into the scene Um, because they obviously had to do a lot of that scientific experimenting they understand that like there's sort of no right or wrong it's just sort yeah. of what works in that situation so I'm finding them really interesting to have in the gym really yeah, positive
0: 100%. and that's yeah I think it's that really good shift like you see like okay you have to do the squat this way like stand like this do that and it's like but everybody's different like <clears throat> like if I was Absolutely. to do that that would bloody hurt my back so I have to shift back a little bit so it's not like you have to stand like this or your squats bad like yeah i really love that new um yes um research and um what do you call it? like occupations that are emerging
1: yeah and like you're correct so I actually often do get um a lot of comments around my squatting Uh, and it wasn't until I had Macy and had to have a c-section that um, both like because you've got three doctors in there at that time they all noted that I have a structural arch so they said yeah so some my posture is a little different I do sit a little different to other people so that's yeah it's really interesting like you said we are actually all
0: different (laughs) Yeah, 100%. And, yeah, and there isn't, like we said about the absolutes before, like there isn't, like, you have to do it this way, you have to do it that way, rah, rah, rah. Yeah, it's just let's just be informed about all the options and choose what's best. Yeah, exactly. I like that, being informed. Yeah, and, yeah, I'm glad that there's some really good um, social media people coming through and kind of, yeah, challenging, um, yeah, you have to do it this way, you have to do it that way kind of thing. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So, um, like, I know social media just um, pretty much has a little snippet into your life, but from your social media, you kind of get the feel that you manage work, motherhood, social life and stuff quite well, and you did talk about structure before. So for listeners who, I guess, want to make their health a priority and, I guess, um, manage all the different areas of their life well are you able to give some of your tips and advice on how to do that
1: yeah I think there's two things I really swear by and one is routine and look sometimes I'm too rigid like kind of <laughs> my parents sometimes tell me off for that and I agree with them like sometimes I'm I'm too rigid and um, but I do like a bit of routine and also like don't be scared to scream out for support. You know, like I feel mm-hmm. like in Port Piri, I have quite the village here. And, um, and they're just, you know, like, I've, I'm not scared to ask like, mum, can you have Macy for an hour? And um, Reese, I've got, you know, um, I want to duck to the gym for an hour. So can you have a like, yeah, don't be scared to ask. Don't be scared to grab your support. You know, and um, at the end of a working day, uh, sometimes I'll pay for an extra hour of childcare so that I can go to the gym. Um, yeah. So yeah, just don't be scared to be selfish. Um, yeah, so I think that routine and asking for help are are two two big things that I credit to to managing. But also, I something I fear for my future is like I'm not going to stop at one kid so I wonder what life's going to be like when I have two you know um will I be able to factor things in um I'll just have to create a whole new routine and yeah so that's that's also something I think about as well but it sounds like you've got the
0: good foundations in place so hopefully if yeah more kids in the future come hopefully we can adapt to that yeah yeah for sure I think, yeah, that point you spoke about that asking for help. I think I like I think generally speaking, like women tend to kind of be want to be that super mum that doesn't need help, that's got her they shit together do. and stuff. But yeah, like yeah, you said, there's so
1: much guilt around not not being super mum.
0: Yeah. And just yeah, I guess yeah, feeling like you're being judged if you ask for help and stuff. But yeah, like we said at the end of the day, it's what if anyone else has a shitty opinion about you, that's on them.
1: Exactly. And something I love that my midwife told me, actually wish well, she told me sooner. She sort of told me at the end of my whole journey. She yeah. said, it's your body, your baby, your choices. And yeah. I found that really empowering. And I think next time round with my um, you know, carrying of a baby, my birthing and my fitness journey like all incorporated together, I'll definitely swear by that. Like my body, my baby, my choices. And I think because I am quite hardened and people's comments are water off a ducks back to me. Um I think I'll be able to execute that really well next Well, I'm hoping hormones can send you a little crazy, but (laughs) I'm hoping
0: I do. No, that's really good. And, like, yeah, I guess, like, this podcast is trying to get, like, the word out about things that, you know, we do feel shame about or we do worry about. So I think, yeah, the more we talk about asking for help and um, understanding that it's your body, your choices, the better off we're all going to be, I think. Yeah,
1: yeah, definitely, definitely.
0: Beautiful. There's just one more question to finish off. Um, I like to kind of ask this, but are there any pet peeves you have about the fitness and health industry? And is there anything you would love to see, like a bit of a shift or a bit of a change in relation to it?
1: Yeah. So we (laughs) definitely touched on this before. So I love that the EPs have sort of injected themselves into the gym scene and that they are saying, you know, there's a scientific method for everything and it's not, always you know it's not one one method fits all um so in saying that like you said there's some really like aggressive influences that that do say like this one process fits all um and look like if, if that works for them and their clients, that's fine. But I guess they're not showing you that other side of it then doesn't work for probably 10 other people, even though it worked for this one that they're advertising about. Yeah. Um, so, so I'm really excited for people like compatible U training that are highlighting that everyone's health and fitness journey is different. Um, lifestyle is different to competing um, and, yeah you know competing and lifestyle is different to powerlifting you know it's all different and it's all executed differently to the to the person so I like that there's that culture shift is happening I feel like my my peeve with that is sort of being appeased because yeah that that culture shifting
0: yeah beautiful and yeah I'm so excited for that as well and it seems like yeah that shift is like gaining some momentum so it's exciting what's gonna yeah be ahead for the health and fitness and lifestyle industry as well yeah yeah. Well, yeah thank you so much for jumping on today um yeah the listeners are, i think are going to get a lot out of this um yeah do you have any last comments no
1: i just i'd just like to really thank you for the work you're doing with the people like especially in the port perry community because there is no one really um trained in like um postnatal and prenatal and in, and fertility and um, to do with health and fitness I think normally we've all just turned to I know back when I had Macy I just turned to the physios and, yeah. and exercise physiologists who, who were great but it is also good to have you know some coaches out there with some some knowledge around it as well it's exciting
0: yeah thank you no I'm super excited and especially yeah because I've pretty much always grown up in country areas I'm just yeah, really excited to be able to bring that to the country because usually, I guess, like, not saying I'm specialising or anything, but like to give that information, you know, and yeah, inform yeah. people they don't have to, you know, like travel to Adelaide or travel here or there. So yeah, no, I'm really excited. Thank you for that. That was lovely. Exactly. No, knowledge is power. So yeah, it's very exciting. Thanks um, for having me. No, thank you, and yeah, thanks everyone for listening, and I look forward to bringing you next week's episode. See ya.